Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Today, I am so pumped for our guest, Mr. Ryan Alford. Ryan is a marketing influencer and is the sole founder of Radical. He started Radical with the singular purpose of helping companies leverage the promise and benefits of digital marketing coupled with the art and creativity, which define the best agencies in America, all while removing the hierarchy egos and red tape that hold even the best agencies back, leveraging his experience from helping brands like Verizon, Toyota, Motorola, the NFL, a couple of big brands there, and many other household brands. Ryan is equal part strategic consultant and creative trailblazer. The Radical team embodies this hybrid spirit, and our clients across the world are seeing the fruits of the approach, experiencing truly radical results. Ryan, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? I'm great, Russ. Appreciate you having me, man. Excited to be here. Definitely, man. So I love, I, we were talking before, I love the, the name of your company. I love your website. I can tell you guys have a huge mission. You've obviously already been super successful, but just fill us in on, you know, what you guys do and how you got started. Why do you do what you do today? Yeah, man. Uh, I worked, I've been in the ad agency business for 22 years, right at 21, 22 years. You start losing count over 20, I think. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I've been in it a long time uh, and I worked... 17 of those years for other agencies. Uh, I worked in Manhattan, some of the largest uh, agencies in the world, working with kind of the who's who in the industry on Madison Avenue, you know, a good old madman, uh, you know, and spent the early middle. I think I'm still, I hope I'm still in my middle. I'm in my early 40s. So hopefully I'm still in the middle of my career, but uh, spent the early middle of my career in Manhattan and really kind of cutting my teeth with the uh, the largest brands in the world working on Verizon Wireless was my largest client. And then from Verizon spun off Motorola, Apple, um, Samsung relationships with some of the largest technology partners in the world. And, you know, a lot of others household names and worked on campaigns that everyone, everyone would be familiar with. Can you hear me now? It was one of my original campaigns that I worked on in the early two thousands to, uh, you know, Budweiser campaigns uh, and others. And so the commercials you've seen, uh, actors you've seen, all, all the best. And, you know, I learned a lot, but it really, the hierarchy and the, I don't know, politics within the agency structure always bothered me because I'm, I'm a hybrid, you know, and when you get to an agency, they want to put you in a box. You're there the account person, you do a customer service, or you're the strategy guy, or you're the creative guy. And there's all these silos and everybody kind of protects their territory. But I was always a hybrid. I was always kind of good at a little bit of everything. And that served me somewhat well with clients, 
Uh, and I certainly grew quickly and had a lot of opportunities and a lot of ideation within agencies and coming up with campaigns and strategies and things like that. But it always bothered me for the way the ecosystem of the agencies work. So I started Radical. Uh, four, we're a four-year-old agency now here in South Carolina where I was born and raised. And, uh, you know, we've had a good run at it. We've gone from, you know, zero to mid seven-figure uh, revenues in our four years, good trajectory. Uh, we've been able to help a lot of clients. We've been, uh, and we've kind of removed all the red tape and we just kind of live up to our name daily. You know, you call yourself radical, you know, it puts a lot of weight on you, but I like that weight because our people, and I hear them sometimes like when they're brainstorming, they go, but is that radical? And like, I like that mindset, you know, because we need to think differently and the way you break through in marketing and advertising is being different. And so, uh, I'm sure I could go on and on, but that's certainly the uh, synopsis of where we are today. I love it, man. Yeah, is, is I learned pretty quickly, and most uh, you know business owners learn pretty quickly. Is is you've got to market yourself. You know, one of my mentors, Grant Cardone, always says, "Best doesn't win, best known wins." And mm -hmm. you know, you got to, got to get yourself out there, and and you've got to be different. I mean, now more than ever, as you know, there's so much noise, and you know, and we're not just competing with. You know, other, you know, I'm in the fitness industry, obviously, so I'm not just competing with other fitness people and personal training companies. I'm competing with every weight loss product as well as the coronavirus and war and everything else going on. So you you got to be different. And, you know, almost uh, I don't know if, you know, some of the people I've worked with talk about like outrageous advertising to get attention and that any attention is is good attention. Would you agree with that or do you think uh that you can can get bad attention if you're off brand. I think I agree with it like to 95% of it. <laughs> I'll say that. Like I do think that in today's world to stand out, you either stand out or you stand down. I actually posted that to my social media today. Um, because I think you're wasting your time if you do generic uh content because it just gets lost in the sauce. Um, however, I'm not one of those that believes that, you know. <laughs> the CEO having a scandalous affair and the company getting, <laughs> you know, information out there, you know, it stops at a certain point. I think it can hurt the brand, but I do think that even if they, if you're standing up for something, as long as you're choosing a side, um, the riches are in the niches and you try to be all things to all people. You're nothing to no one or to everyone. And, uh, and so, I do believe that you have to kind of start to take a stand in today's world and you have to stand out and you have to put it out there and because you just can't consumers are just so smart. Now they've been advertised now to for years and years and years and digital advertising has expanded all this because there's so many other channels. And so they're getting inundated. It's, it's literally like 8,000 ad messages a day. And that, and that and that's like every logo on a shirt that they see in their periphery. Like sitting in this room right now, there's probably 300 things talking to me, you know, even in my subconscious. And so if you are kind of breaking through that in some way or resonating with your audience, it's real difficult to have meaningful growth. So what are, Ryan, what are three things or, or a couple of things, you know, specific things because that people can do to to stand out, to get attention? What's most important, you know, as you're developing a marketing plan? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to focus on social media, but 
you know, I could go down the whole the marketing path and the sales funnel and all those kind of things. And maybe we get to that, but I'm going to focus on social media because social media, it's been around now for, you know, 15 plus years. It's probably longer than that. And someone would probably hear that and go, oh, you know, it's actually been around since 2001, you know, whatever. But I think the mainstream of social media is like 10 to 15 years old. And so that's not a new statement, but what is new is that in what is crazy is some people haven't completely embraced the opportunity that social media levies. And the reality is to stand out on social media, you have to educate or entertain. And it's some combination of those two things. And so when I think about the way, and, and I've been talking a lot about this and our agency starting to focus on this, one of the easiest ways for a company to stand out is something we call person founder branding. And a good friend of mine, Dave Gerhart, actually just wrote a book called uh, Founder Brand. And in today's age, you know, the CEO or the CMO or someone in the C-suite, it doesn't have to be necessarily the founder, but the ability for the owner of the company to have to build and develop a personal brand is one of the single greatest opportunities for a company to kind of leverage and become their own publication. Because when you publish to social media, you kind of own the story. And when you start to resonate with your customers and have conversations at a different level, it's still an untapped uh, opportunity that many companies don't take advantage of. And it's something we do at the agency is help founders brand themselves. And I am the perfect case study. I, uh, I have probably over a million followers across all channels. I'm verified on every platform. 90% of our leads come through my personal social media channels. And it's not about, you know, making me a hero. It's about telling my story and telling the story of the company through the lens of my beliefs and my thought systems for how we do things. And, you know, I kind of embody a radical lifestyle and it's not because, look, I got four boys and a wife and a life, but, and it's not that I'm jumping out of airplanes and like, you know, getting cheap thrills, but it is done through a lens of showing entrepreneurism, showing risk tolerance, showing, putting things out there, point of views, uh, marketing perspective, thought leadership. And so social media, either for the company or, uh, a founder or a principal within a company remains one of the single greatest channels for any business to kind of thrive. Yeah. I mean, building a personal brand is, is definitely important. So do you think, um, do you think, what do you think that the, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, Oh, you should do this many stories and this many posts and this many reels. Uh, do you have a specific formula? Is it consistency? Is it volume? Is it picking a niche? What are the the main things that's going to help you build, you know, to over a million followers? Yeah, it's called uh, the radical formula. <laughs> it is a formula. And it's uh, if you go to the radicalformula.com, you'll learn you can join my mastermind. You know, you're teeing this up great for me, Russ. The uh, and it is a formula because we call it success engineering. And really and it embodies both mindset and marketing and so a good friend of mine andy murphy and i are teaching this mastermind it start that's starting actually in the next few weeks and it is a formula and it's not what you think though it's based on a principle of compounding interest that i teach about and there's a halo effect in social media and otherwise it's not about this many posts or this many stories it's about leveraging the right amount of impact that you get from a halo effect from borrowed interest 
from your inner circle and your outer circle and it's compounding the interest of all of those channels into the most impactful effect towards your brand your product or whatever you're selling and there is a system for doing that and there's a it's the way that i've grown my channels and i'm the proof i'm the the living breathing case study um but we've you know we've engineered that into a system and a process for people and so it's more complicated and more dynamic than we could probably get into in, on this show. But there is a system and there are things and the algorithms on social media are changing every day. But there's a way to really make maximize impact across those channels. Awesome. So give, give us the website one more time, because I know there's a lot of people listening that, you know, either have no idea how to build a personal brand, even though they need to or they're, they're doing OK, but they want to really take it to the next level. Yeah, it's the radicalformula.com. Simple as awesome. That. You guys go check out Ryan. If there's one thing I've learned, if you want to get somewhere, you can bang your head against the wall. And, you know, if you're determined enough, you you know, persist enough, you'll figure it out yourself. But getting a coach, getting a mentor, joining, joining masterminds is the shortcut to getting there and, and saving yourself a lot of time and, and headaches. Do you have a favorite platform right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting deeper and deeper into TikTok. Like, Instagram is where I've, I have my, my greatest following and the most engagement, most interactions. I'm in my DMs almost all day. I'm very approachable. Like I, if someone, as long as it's not like just an over, like <laughs> overreaching hard sale, like the first uh, DM or something, Hey man, I would really wish you think you should buy this and I'm probably ignoring it. But if it's like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Could you help me with that? I'm, I respond to probably 95% of my DMs. And so very accessible on Instagram and then TikTok. I'm starting to build. I'm, I am verified on TikTok as well and do a lot of like short form stuff and playing with that whole format. But there's so many eyeballs right now and there's so much organic opportunity on TikTok. You know, Instagram's algorithms are so tough right now. I mean, I'll post some of my best content. And if I'm not like thinking through every trick of the trade, it doesn't get the level of engagement that it probably should because they want you to pay and run ads to do stuff. And they know that, our, I mean, our team does do that with my stuff here and there because it does, it's the only way to amplify your messages on Facebook and Instagram, particularly other than reels where they are giving you a little bit of organic reach, you got to kind of pay to play. And so, but on TikTok, you could still get that organic reach. And on LinkedIn, you can still get that organic reach as well with the right kind of combination of of tactics. So I am kind of venturing further into TikTok, but I'm very active on TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Yeah, I resisted TikTok for a long time, like a lot of people, you know, in their in their 40s and up and finally created an account, I don't know, five, six months ago. No idea what I'm doing. And and I haven't been consistent enough. And then just the beginning of this year, because that's what I always preach with your body is consistency is number one. I think, would you agree for, for social? 1000%. I actually, it's in the radical formula. Um, and so consistency is like one of the biggest keys and it's hard because no one, I mean, even myself having a team and doing this and like relying on it, you know, I would have to hire like seven people to do every channel consistently to the level that it is, you know, it's like crazy. So you do have to kind of like focus on that, like that 80, 20 rule, 80% of your business is going to come from like where that 20% niche audience is or 20% of your customers. So where are those 20%? 
And so that's where I always tell people to focus is, you know, really narrowing down where that 20% is, but absolutely 100%. Like if you aren't consistent on some level, you're just not going to get traction. And then there's that human dynamic. And that's where we teach the mindset in, in the radical formula, because it's so intertwined, especially with personal branding. Egos are so in the way of this and people are so critical of themselves. So if you don't get your mind right, you can never like can stay consistent with social media. Uh, but it's so true that, you know, if you aren't consistent, then you just kind of kind of just throwing stuff against the wall and it's not really going to stick. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because so I know my audience is, you know, primarily I work with all ages, but primarily over 40, you know, a lot of business owners, executives, you know, men and women who've done well financially, but haven't taken care of their health. Right. So that's been my excuse to stay on Facebook and Instagram and, and not do TikTok. But, you know, I've had too many people telling me the organic reach on TikTok. And so I literally last, uh, you'll, you'll laugh at my numbers. Please don't laugh at my numbers. But, uh, you know, up, up for five or six months just playing around, I had 250 followers. And, that's not bad. And I, uh, it's bad. Come on, man. I appreciate you being nice. And so <laughs> all I have found, it's harder for at least what I've seen to get followers on, you know, TikTok. Uh, it is hard. Like you can get, you, but the thing is, it's a bad followers on TikTok isn't on TikTok is not the exact right metric to be looking at, especially first starting out, because your organic reach can hit so you know, like on Instagram, it's almost you almost have to have a lot of followers because only seven percent of them are gonna see your message. Instagram's not gonna allow them like this with the algorithm. But on TikTok, it it matters how many followers you have, but it doesn't because if you start to get virality, like, and not necessarily because you're going viral, but you're just getting, you know, a pickup or you hit a nerve on something and it starts getting viewed, they show it to so many more people outside of your following that you can get and garner awareness for certain things uh, without necessarily the follower base. And so uh, followers is kind of the not the immediately perfect metric. I'd follow more like views, uh, likes and comments on TikTok. Yeah, it's fu it's funny. So, you know, I uh, did this 30, I decided I'm going to go, okay, I'm going to be consistent because I was posting once or twice a week. I'm going to do this 30 day challenge. My wife was doing it. I'm going to post a reel every single day and on TikTok and on Instagram. And literally yesterday, no, Tuesday was my 30th. And, you know, I get 200, 250 like uh, views pretty consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And my 30th one got, I mean, it was, I don't know, it's over 5,000 views. And I, and I went to over 450 followers in one video. And I'm like, okay, that I, I get it for whatever reason they liked that one. And, you know, now I'm going to keep uh, it. But it's, you, you're, you're, it's compounding. It's a, yeah. you're, 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 I love it, Russ. You're like teeing up everything for me here. Like, it's like you're, you're proving exactly the point. It's the compounding effect. You did all of that. And then, something struck a nerve i don't know what the difference was without looking at the content of like that last video or whatever and it picked up a little bit of vir virility and so you hit five thousand views and suddenly it juiced your follows and things like that and even if it hadn't done that you still got all those views so you got all that awareness and so you know the, the biggest yeah he is reach of frequency so you started to get some reach yeah, and it's and it's it's encouraging to keep doing it. And you know, we do a lot of paid advertising and have a lot of success for that. So you know, just speaking honestly out loud, it's just I I know that the opportunity's there, but it's just laziness of not being consistent. Just what I teach 
my clients was working out. But you know, what did, once now that I've gotten myself to do it and seeing some benefits, I'll just keep doing it and keep compounding. So same thing are, with working out, right? You know, like uh, the same thing, man. Seeing a little bit of success, you're like, okay. But then it's also the same. It's such a great uh, analogy. My trainer and I talk about this all the time. Like the, the analogy of training and marketing is actually very similar because you know what you have to do is you have to set up a schedule. If you don't have like a schedule for training, you know you'll never stick with it. You know, like a consistent training. Same thing with like your TikTok or your Instagram or whatever or your podcast. If you don't set up like a schedule. You know, like, okay, I'm going to spend, even if it's 30 minutes a week, I'll spend 30 minutes a week on TikTok, you know, whatever. You got to like, just kind of train the pattern. 100%. So, so let's transition. I'm glad you, you've talked about your trainer. So I, I can see your fit guy, you depending on if you're listening or watching Ryan's, you know, he's got the arms, he's got the tattoos. So <laughs> obviously working out is, is great for your, you know, health and your energy and all that kind of stuff. Do you think it's important to, do you think it's important to take care of your health for your business? And how does that help you if so? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how people do it, honestly, that, you know, like that are high performers or, you know, I'm running like four businesses now and I have to do it as much for mental as it is. I mean, it makes me feel better, but it's more like mental clarity. Like it's my one not my one, but certainly one of the few places where I can go and kind of like just release tension a little bit, you know, like as far as the way it makes me feel. And then like, cause if I go, if I get like busy, if I've got meetings and like, don't go, like I've worked out probably five or six days a week. And some of that's, you know, lifting some of it's cardio, but doing something physically active. And when I go like two days, like my head gets cloudy. Like I don't, I, I don't think as clearly and I wonder how people do it uh, quite frankly that you know that they're you know because there are high performers out there that aren't working out but again I don't know how they do it and if you look at the cream of the crop you talked about Grant Cardone and like <clears throat> even like some of the others almost nine out of ten of these guys have got it figured out with diet and exercise as well it doesn't mean they're perfect but I, th I think there's a heavy correlation right now with with fitness, uh, diet, and the ability to perform and think at the level that you have to. It's part of their it's part of their business plan. Yeah, like you said, with with Grant and Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. I mean, it's uh, so many of the the most successful people. I guess there are exceptions. Uh, you know, maybe Warren Buffett. I don't think he. Takes but even look at Bezos. Bezos is pretty ripped now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, he doesn't post about what he's doing, but I see his arms. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know, man. I mean, it's in so many business owners. I think they they feel like I don't they don't have time. But you know, what I try to help them understand is that it's not you're not taking away time. Like literally, it is part of my business plan to be healthy and fit, so that I can have the energy, I can have more confidence, and you know, I mean you. You said it, man, that mental clarity. And when you walk, I know when I go get a great workout, I walk into my next Zoom meeting, my next appointment, you know, my next negotiation, a, a different man or woman, uh, a different man for me, is <laughs> obviously. And, uh, yeah. you know, but you, I tell people, you walk into that next meeting, a different man or woman, and you have that magnetic attractiveness where people want to do, you know, business with you. So it's not optional, um, in my opinion. It's something that, that needs to be done. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, man. So what's besides the working out, what's uh, a few more questions. What's one thing or maybe two things that you do um, that maybe people don't think about. That's not kind of one of the normal 
uh, you know, practices that help you excel in your business? You know, I don't know that it's, I'm very selfish with my time. And I'm, you know, part of the reason I'm an entrepreneur is, you know, the freedom of time. Like if you run the, uh, there's several of these tests now that like, you know, things that matter the most to you, you know, like there's different variations of them, not just like personality tests, but I fall very heavily in like this freedom space and controlling my time space. And so I think being selfish with my time is an attribute that people don't realize. Like you can make more money, you can provide more things, you can buy more things, you could do a lot of things in this world more, but you never get back time. And so anything that you can do, like your health and fitness, which might is buying you maybe more time because you're more healthy, um, but also controlling your time because, you know, my family is very important to me. I spend, and even my employees know this, you know, about me, like I walk out of here at four, four thirty half the week, uh, because I have a practice to get to, I have four boys. I spend a lot of time with family and it's really important to me and it's a non-negotiable. And so, you know, the, the freedom aspect, the time aspect for me is really important. And, you know, the family aspect dynamic for me, you know, when I was probably in my early thirties, I did kind of have kind of that discipline with my time and was always a little scattered. And I think that time discipline and family time discipline has like changed my entire perspective and ultimately made me happy because when you're successful as an entrepreneur, like it's cliche. And I know you hear people say it like, yeah, everybody wants money and all those things, but possessions kind of come and go. But that family dynamic is just, something that's non-negotiable for me. Man, I couldn't agree with you more, brother. The older I get, the more I, I value time and, and freedom. And, you know, and I've heard it said before, I can't remember someone telling somebody a few weeks ago, and they said, every time that you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So you got to think about that. You're saying yes to this new project or this meeting or whatever. You might be saying no to your, you know, to no to your kids or your wife or whatever, or yeah. what you need to be focusing on for your business. That's right. And it, it's funny though, when you kind of get focused on it and it's, I say yes to probably 99% of the podcasts I get asked on, I still have time for what, for stuff like this. So it's like, there's this weird, I don't know, dichotomy when you're, I don't know, more selfish with your time, you actually have more time to do a lot of different things. It's like, it's a strange, strange reversal, but uh, it seems to work. Absolutely. You're being strategic and intentional, you know, with your time, which is uh, a huge, really important, but not, not always easy when everything's coming at you, you know, from hundred different directions as an entrepreneur. I love that answer, man. I love that. That's not something that um, you hear very often people talk about. So uh, one last question uh, before we leave, what is, uh, What's one piece of advice you would give to yourself, you know, your younger self, as you were starting out on the entrepreneurial path that you would do differently? Uh, patience. I think, uh, you know, we all want things yesterday now. And the world that we kind of live in is teaching like this impatience and this, get, you know, you, we have a lot of convenience now. And, you know, when I was in my 20s, I did well but I was very impatient and I see it now it's even worse I think than maybe I was 
is how long it takes to kind of stick with things. Because there's things that and paths that I was probably on that with a little more patience might have netted out in a different way. Um, I don't like reflect like, whoa, I missed out. I don't, I, I've been very blessed and had a lot of opportunities and made new opportunities, but I think there's a lack of general patience. And I teach a lot of that. And it's hard because, you know, it's one thing when you're talking with companies and we work with brands all the time, you know, they want results in like, you know, 15 days. And it's like, you know, there's a level of patience needed with everyone. And branding takes time, life takes time. And when you're, you know, 22, you think any decision is going to be like the end of the world when the reality that your entire life's in front of you. And so I think there's a general lack of patience in the world right now. And it's probably the, the, the first bit of advice I'd give myself. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Ryan, it's been a pleasure. You guys go follow Ryan Alford on social media. Look, guys, success leaves closed. I think I'm following you. If I'm not, I'm going to. You don't have to figure this out on your own. Ryan is an expert in branding, marketing, and social media. So go see what he's doing and you know, mimic some of those things. Consider joining his mastermind if you want to get there faster. Ryan, appreciate you, bro. Have an amazing day and rest of your week. Russ, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Appreciate all the opportunity. If you love the show, which I know you did, be sure to share it out to your friends so they can get the same value. Until next time, be awesome and see you soon. Russ Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit russjager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag becoming titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to RussShager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.